0: Before we start, we really must say that the opinions that are expressed on this show are in no way representative of those that are held by American Football in Ireland. It's just a bit of crack, lads, so please don't give an act.
1: Hello and welcome to the very first episode of The Domestic Game where we discuss all things American football here in Ireland. We're your hosts, Kelly Dwyer, and I'm Robert Caldwell. Let's get down to it.
0: Like what's happening with them, like what is happening with the Galway Warriors because what did they do? They folded, it was mid-season last year. Mid-season
1: no, they no, they managed to stick it out till the end. It was the Waterford Wolves, I believe, folded mid-season mm. after they played against the Mavericks. I do believe, possibly need to be correct on that, but I believe that was when I scored my very first touchdown. <laughs> That's
0: how
1: you remember. As the most ineffective running back that has ever graced an American football field.
0: No, I saw that. I saw the video footage, and that it was good stuff.
1: It was all about those wide receiver blocking. It got me into the end zone that three yard run, but no, yeah. So with the Warriors, uh, Warriors they've been around since the say since about two thousand and twelve. You know, I remember them starting up with the Mavericks the same year, playing down in the swamp. Uh, it was the game we played over in Galway. I remember that there was a massive boulder just lying in the middle of the field, and it. Honest to God, it took both sets of linemen to just like get that thing out and get it to the sideline. Uh, coming up, they have they have had a difficult, difficult uh, journey over the past few years, but they've managed to stick it out. You know, they're still there. Sometimes, you know, that's just what you need. You just need to survive another season.
0: Yeah.
1: This year, from you know. On the, on the ground reporters and from football insiders what I have heard is that the Warriors will be coming back as a flag only team. Mm-hmm.
0: you
1: know I think that offers them sort of a great opportunity to develop you know maybe more key aspects in the background on a smaller scale whether it be their coaching, their fundraising, organizing a general club and also to recruit more play or more players and people into the organization, people that mightn't be interested in full contact American football who don't want to wake up of a Sunday morning and go run headfirst into other full-grown men <laughs> and that they're happier to just, you know, take the, the, the lighter side of life, go out, play flag football, and get involved that way. And once they're involved that way, you know, they're more likely to be involved in the wider club, you know, yeah.
0: It hooks you though, it's like once you start Either. playing flag football you are more inclined to play it, like
1: Yeah absolutely, Like it's it's a great way to sort of like feed into a kidded club and I'd love to see the Warriors come back eventually as a kidded club. Yeah. I think that this could possibly be one of the best decisions that they have made over the past few years.
0: It's clever, yeah it's clever because it's a rebuild year anyway. For most teams, like a lot of, a lot of teams have said that some of the benefits To even having the COVID shutdown is that um a lot of their players have recovered from injury like the it has just allowed them to kind of get back get back to like full health um especially we had like some significant injuries um the end of last year like ACL like a lad tore his ACL in the the IFL one bowl like yeah IFL one bowl last in 2019 so like he's probably back up and running yeah, is, that's
1: like, that is the thing like this is possibly next year if we get a bit of training get a few sort of friendly games going a lot of teams players should be in a lot better health Like no one is going to get the time off that we've had yeah, to recover yeah. many players around the league are playing for five plus years your body has taken a battering
0: yeah
1: you know this is a great time to just recover rebuild recuperate yeah And if everyone's done, you know, even the minimum to keep themselves in shape, they should be coming back healthier, fitter, stronger.
0: They should. Yeah, they should. And it's like, you know, you hope that the likes of the Galway Warriors will come back into the the Kidditch football and be competitive at it. Because even where they're located, there's, there's not that many teams around there. Like, ideally, you'd like to see some teams in Mayo and in Sligo at some stage. I think that they're the only ones along that coast. Maybe the next closest team to them is the UL Vikings. So while it's probably difficult for them in terms of at the minute in terms of getting to different venues and stuff like we do want to see teams set up in that area like the Warriors are the best located to to restart kidded football in that area and to recruit players like around Ireland from the west coast you know so for me and the west
1: coast throughout history has had numerous teams out there like there was before the Eris rams who were also possibly the castle bar rams at one stage oh. and that's going back early 2000s even as far back as the 90s but disbanded and oh at the minute God. our only <laughs> west coast team is the galway warriors
0: well before my time well before my time rob midnham with the old school knowledge of that <laughs> was that was that at that stage <laughs> um razorbacks what about the razorbacks i've skipped past the wolves because we're just not sure if the wolves are going to keep going you know the wolves like i mean it's crazy because they set up
1: the one thing i will say about Mm. the wolves sorry to cut across you we played the wolves down in waterford you know anyone who knows me loud mavericks from the start uh we played the wolves maybe five six years ago down in waterford their pitch had the nicest yeah, grass I perfect. have ever played on. Yeah, yeah, Any sport on this island.
0: Yeah, because when I started a fish eating, it was, in, it was in Limerick, so Waterford would have been one of the venues yeah. I went a few times. It was perfect. Immaculate. Pristine. The,
1: the pitch, the changing rooms, the just the facilities in general.
0: <gasps> I think that was my first ever game raffle. That oh, was, well, that was my first ever, <laughs> ever game <laughs> <laughs> Not to make it about me, but... <laughs> I think it was. I think my first ever game Raven was the Mavericks at Wolves yeah it would have been he had a female head coach at the time yes we did Sarah, coach, coach Matthews yeah Sarah Matthews yeah there you go I met her but, and she was like so so nice and she was like oh my god it's so great that we're doing this and I was so nervous and I was like don't talk to me <laughs> I was like I don't, I don't speak to anyone when I'm in stripes <laughs> so I was like
1: flags throwing for no reason whatsoever no,
0: there was there was I definitely threw flags for no reason whatsoever because I was nervous and I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> but I remember that afterwards when I started to calm down was a like, official as an official really wishing that I had just spent a bit more time talking with her and getting to know her and stuff but yeah that was my first ever first ever game I think that the there was something like the league officials didn't couldn't make it something like that myself and coach Kieran O'Sullivan ended up officiating it um I think we'd maybe two it was a four-man crew we'd two um team officials and the two of us just figured it out I mean he is a qualified official, but it wouldn't be his strongest point. I was a brand that was my first ever game, so it was not it was not good. I've no shame in admitting that. But we got through it, and what's great is that you don't remember it.
1: No, nope, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I actually to be honest, I don't even remember the outcome of that game. No neither. The only thing that I can remember is the pitch. <laughs> it was so so I think that just like maybe is more of a reflection of the quality of football that was played on that day. But, you know,
0: I didn't know, I didn't really know enough about football to say if it was good or bad, but it certainly wasn't outstandingly bad.
1: And the fact that we remember it all these years later, I think is, you know, an attribute to something.
0: It is. (laughs) It was a very special, special time. (laughs) But the Wolves themselves, like, I mean, it's so disappointing that they're, that they don't seem to be in the league anymore because they kind of came onto the scene, like, burst onto the scene. They had Coach Willis, and I'm just a big fan of his, who had like a load of high school coaching experience there, uh, went to his house in Waterford before and he did like a little coaching clinic type thing. And it was great. So so lovely himself and his wife Joni. Um they're off, um God, I can't even think of the word. You know, when people go and they spread the Christian faith. What's that called? Missionaries? Yes. They're doing that, um, someplace exotic now. And I think that's what they were doing in Ireland in the first place. They ah. were like um yeah, so he was like spreading the word of, of God and spreading Our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But we don't discriminate. That's just every religion is welcome, just to make that point before we lose our role as AFI. <laughs> but yeah, so he was spreading the word the word of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, and he was also spreading good football across um across Waterford because
1: I think the city really missed out once he sort of left. I think that was a.
0: I think Irish and American football like lost out once he left. Yeah. Like he he was amazing, but the I mean the testament to that was the where I don't know if you remember it. They actually ended up winning the IFL one bowl hmm. when Cork Trojan or the Cork Trojans, the Cork the Cork Admirals were like the hot favorite like they i refed the first game the first match of the wolves and the the admirals it's a really sunny day i had a load of hay fever so that's i remember it so well um <laughs> it's a little little side point but um they oh the admirals they had just restarted they've been out of the league for a few years they had I think just restarted that year. They had to come into that lower division. They couldn't start in the Shamrock Bowl Conference.
1: That seems to be quite a common occurrence with Cork-based teams. You've got the Admirals. You've got Cork City Football Team. Just going Cork City Football
0: Team. The 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 soccer the soccer team. Oh, the soccer team. It just
1: seems to be Cork team start up, go bust, come back,
0: and come back stronger. Come back and like win a bowl. Like they've won a Shamrock Bowl since. Which is just amazing like it actually does go to show what you can do when you just take a year or two years out I had, maybe it was three you can't even remember someone would correct, correct me anyway and um, just regroup and like kind of get get everything back together and come back onto the scene and like i think they they did that i think they spent two years down in the what is now the Premier one division and then came on to the the sbc championship and within a few years like, they had won a bowl, and, like, even la- in, not last year, but in 2019, like, they were competitive, like, they were the favourites to get, um, into the final, it was only that the, the Panthers beat them there at the, just in that, uh, what was the wild card game, was the wild card or was the playoffs, no, I think it was actually the playoffs, the Panthers beat them, but that was kind of a, an upset, yeah, so, I mean, for me, like, I would, and also, like, Cork won those teams that we don't, we don't hear much about them, like we don't like... The
1: league is quite a East Coast Belfast-centric league. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff is based either Dublin or Belfast. They are the two sort of main cities. Don't come at me, Cork people.
0: <laughs> I know. They won't like that They won't like that at all. But with
1: so many teams clustered in both those areas, mm. I think at times we forget about the teams down south, the likes of the Walls when they were about... And even the Admirals, despite what the Admirals have achieved yeah. year in, year out.
0: Yeah. It's like if you look at um it's on the AFI website, if you look at like the scoring sheets from um 2019, I think the Admirals were the highest scoring team and by far, like that season. Like they were they were, and it's like we don't we don't know as much about them as we do about other teams. It's like they kind of keep to themselves and they they kind of stay quiet and they just keep winning games, winning games, and the next thing they're like in the playoffs, but like highly highly like favoured in the playoffs it's like you you just forget about them but like they're very strong very very strong team I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the next in the next bowl and I would even go so, so far as to say I wouldn't be surprised if they won the next bowl
1: going forward like they've got great depth not just in their senior team but their youth kitted team yeah I watched a few of their youth kitted team games up in the national sports complex my god they were turning up with more players to youth kitted than some Premier Division one teams have on their entire roster.
0: Yeah. Youth is where it's at. Like that's how you future team. Future
1: and their, their team. quarterback. Mm. The kid has a cannon of an arm on him. Yeah. He's built like a tank.
0: What are they doing with their quarterbacks in Cork? Because they have not struggled for quarterbacks. <laughs> like, let tell us. Tell us what's happening. It's a quarterback factory. (laughs) Yeah, it seems to be like they do not struggle for quarterbacks. Their quarterbacks are very strong. Um, So even just, I'm eventually going to get this point out with the Wolves. (laughs) And then we can move on. (laughs) But um, yeah, so they like burst onto the scene. They bet the the Cork Admirals. Now back then, the Cork Admirals, I would have seen them playing a bit in that season. They were playing... Like American football, like like as if it was rugby, because it was their first year back, and they used to do a lot of backwards lateral passes when they were about to be like
1: no fear football, no fear,
0: no fear. Because I wouldn't do it. That is a risky game that you're playing, but it was working. Like it worked fine for them, and that's that's what they used to do. Backwards, backwards pass, and uh, like some wide receiver or something coming along on the inside or just by the sideline and that was it they'd get another like 20 yards out of that run like but risky like they don't do that anymore because that's just not how it's not how you play football like it's just not the way you're supposed to do it but it did work back then but um yeah so the Wolves have been beaten I think by 50 points in that game the regular season game and so it was the Wolves and the Admirals that went to the, the bowl that year and like I mean such a surprise that the Wolves ended up like clinching that and I mean I think that was a tight game I think it was only in the something like 15-13 that's what's coming to me that's probably nowhere close but I remember it being like not the highest scoring game but like and back then the Admirals were an explosive offense for the reasons that we've already discussed um so yeah it's a shame to see see the Wolves go because like, that was some great stuff, like, winning bowls out of nowhere, like, and I remember we asked Coach Willis about it afterwards, and he just said it was an amazing day, he said what they did was they applied the pressure, I think they blitzed, that was it, they just started blitzing, and they put the QB under pressure, and, uh, that was it, like, that was, that was what changed that game for them, so, an amazing kind of, uh, coaching win there, and mm. kind of knowledge, knowledge of the game when like, making the adjustments and getting the win with the players that you have, so...
1: So 15 minutes later, the conclusion is we miss the Wolves. We miss
0: the Wolves. Come back. Bring wolves. back Wolves. Bring back Wolves.
1: <laughs> first two teams we've talked about are lower ranking teams.
0: Yeah, and that's in draft order. Like we've deliberately done that because we are aware those teams get like neglected in terms of media coverage, neglected in terms of like discussions, even like the social media stuff. Like there is some cool stuff happening in the other teams. like, um, But we just tend to focus on the Shamrock Bowl teams. Like fair enough, like they they are playing at a higher level, but there's some of those teams in the lower divisions. And there's some
1: great news. Heart. There's some great inside stories from some of the lower league teams around. Like I think the Razorbacks being one of the most interesting. Um, I was talking to a few of the beat writers for the Razorbacks, just you know see how they're going. Over the years, the the Razorbacks have kind of had a rebrand from PSNI Razorbacks right. to just yeah. NI Razorbacks. And I don't know if it's been if there's any correlation between that rebranding, but apparently the Razorbacks now have fifty people signed up to play football with them. Yeah. You know, and playing in New Forge where fifty thousand pounds sterling was found a couple of years ago. In a duffel bag. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that there's any correlation between large sums of money being found at their training grounds and their new massively increased roster size.
0: You're just saying you're available for a semi-pro contract. If there's one being offered. If there's one
1: being offered. By the Razorback. You have my number. Yeah, call anytime. (laughs) Still keeping within the lower divisions, we're heading back up north. Way, way north. We're heading up to the Causeway. The
0: Causeway Giants.
1: What can we say about the Causeway Giants? um They have nice jerseys. They have.
0: They really have nice jerseys. Kind of remind me of the
1: Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Both in jersey way. and football.
0: Well, yeah. And you know what? It's terrible because I have ranked the Causeway Giants a few times, but I don't have many talking points on them. So, I mean, I apologize, guys. But I think it's one of those things that you have to give credit where credit is due. Like, that is a very new team.
1: Very new team. And yeah. to be so well kitted out. You know, they've done massive work getting sponsorship. Like they have sponsors everywhere on those jerseys. Yeah. Uh to get that like I think I can see them being quite a sustainable club going forward into the future. Yeah. Uh talking to a few of the guys there recently, you know, they are very, very focused and very much wanting to make a push uh push forward with full kitted football. And you know best of luck to them like i really want to see them go ahead
0: so the pirates then the pirates i have i have officiated the pirates so 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 often the
1: mother boys
0: yeah that's them The absolutely stunning absolutely along stunning by the face. marina yeah that that is <laughs> like but what's a shame is that the you don't see that from some of their pitches they have one pitch now it's a slanty pitch it's not great um, that you can actually see out, like, over the water, it's just stunning, like, just beautiful. But, yeah, they're a team that I have officiated a bit, and I, again, don't have talking points on them, which is terrible. Okay, okay. so we go on to the Bulldogs. What do we know about the Bulldogs?
1: They're from Meath.
0: <laughs> they are from Meath, that is where they're from. The do- Meath Bulldogs, They were they were in... Trim. Were they in a final...
1: Trim Bulldogs, they were in the final against the Crusaders and...
0: The Crusaders won.
1: Yes. And Mike
0: Zito is their coach.
1: Is the Bulldogs coach? Yeah. Um. They have They have one guy and I do... Oh, I can't remember his name. He's a skinny enough fella. I think he plays quarterback. Um, Blondie kind of fella. Blondie-ish beard, but not a big beard. Like a kind of... I haven't shaven for a few weeks, beard. <laughs>
0: deliberate non-shave.
1: Yeah. Uh he was a he was a good player. Um, I remember one time a boy possibly called Tom, he was a small guy, but like five four, turned up. It was after the Bulldogs kinda of folded, possibly, and he came to train with the Mavericks, but then he he came for like one session and then never came yeah, back again. Yeah. So shout out to Tom if you're listening. <laughs> Still thinking about you, mate. Still
0: thinking about you, not over Tom. Okay, so I
1: remember because he had white pants, his his pa- like his leg pants <laughs> Never
0: were white. Never forget his leg pants. No,
1: the the, the reason the reason behind that is because like anyone that's seen the Mavericks kit, our leg pants are black. So when you're turning up with a different color, you're, like, you're automatically standing out. Yeah, and like you're a new person to a club already with leg pants so you've already played the game so now I'm like who is this person where are they coming from and like (laughs) Meath and Louth is is quite close you know like I'm not from Louth you know but I got a great affinity and love for the county I've been there for the past 10 years in a a football role you know like I stand with the people of Louth till the end (laughs) Because so,
0: these people
1: are when I see these other people coming in with different colour leg pads, I'm instantly thinking, who are they? Yeah, who are they? Why are they here?
0: Why are
1: they disrespecting the county that you know, I wish I was from? You know, you were, I didn't say that, no, <laughs> I didn't say, I didn't go that far. You know, proud, proud to be from Monaghan, Monaghan till the end. <laughs> but it's just, you, you just, you notice these things about other people coming into trainings. So that's how you, you remember them. Like, I remember there was another guy turned up one time and he had actually it was, it was Davy McGuire who still plays with us but he had a, a Vegas gold colour jacket not jacket what do you call it jersey
0: nice so yeah, it's like an impression.
1: you know but on tra- training you were black or you were white and Davy's turning up in Vegas gold like, <laughs> not just regular gold vegas gold yes. vegas gold is a thing there you go people if you take you one go. thing away from tonight's episode vegas gold hashtag
0: vegas gold
1: <laughs> well yeah sorry we've deviated massively from the yeah. point of the bulldogs i
0: think our point is bulldogs send back the answers to the surveys we want to cover you please help us do that send in information this stuff will get better with time <laughs> Nothing to add on that or
1: i think that's that's, think the, that's, the, that's at. the ball laws in a nutshell
0: to the kildare crusaders. Um, so i'm gonna go with it so you know maybe an unpopular opinion but like if the kildare crusaders could draft anyone i think they're gonna draft like a general manager where it's like <laughs> they're a good team they're competitive i think they like won out the it's a premier one now the ifa won bowl last year like or 2019 like there's there's no reason why
1: they can't be like very competitive. Not IFL one, sorry IFL two. That was hosted in Dundalk at the rugby club. Oh, yeah, because Louth Mavericks actually got a near perfect score on their ground marking nice. throughout the season. Yeah, that's a big shout out to the McCardinal brothers for all their work doing the painting.
0: It is like, I and mean, like, it's funny because like, pitches is something that we just happen to be talking we about. We spoke for 15 minutes about the water for pitch, so <laughs> it's that good, it's that good. So, we don't want them to go, but um, yeah. So, the Kilgar Crusaders, like, I just think that they need like a general manager, like, they just need to increase the professionalism of the management team because they have the players, like, they have the talent, but it's like they're not doing themselves any favors on game day when like they arrive. To the pitch, and then they realise that they don't have the chains. They left like the chains at the other, at a diff- in a different, like location, and then someone has to go and get them. It's a lot of stress for your athletes, your players, like your coach and staff to be going through. Like on game day, is needless. I have to say, like you know, credit where credit is due. Like Robbie Tyne does a lot of that, does a lot of their admin work, I and mean, he does a great job at that. But like he just probably needs like a little bit of help. Like it's a lot. Their quarterback quarterback is like very talented like he 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 is a talented player like he can launch a ball and he is ambitious like he does stuff that you don't see a lot of quarterbacks do and like outrageous plays and stuff like this but like he has a he lacks a small bit of maturity in the sense that like he was quite unavailable for them in the 2019 year because there was a game that I was at that uh he got ejected because he headbutted another player when the when a
1: quarterback he, threw a headbutt yeah a
0: quarterback
1: like, threw a headbutt That really like your quarterback's meant to show the leadership and when other players are throwing headbutts your quarterback's meant to be the one to yeah set the precedent calm everyone down and get stuff back on the road like for your quarterback to be throwing headbutts it's not just it's a lack of leadership from him but it's such a terrible example to set for the rest of your players
0: exactly. and also
1: as a team with a youth squad everyone looks to the quarterback
0: yeah, yeah. no
1: matter who you are whether it's playing in the nfl or the afi every person looks to the quarterback and you got a quarterback out there throwing headbutts that's a terrible precedent to set
0: yeah, it's it's poor. Like, and he's just explosive and he's emotional. It's one of those where you can see like all the potential that he has. Like, it, he's not lacking in that in any way. But it's like you just want to see him develop that maturity and to be someone that the team can can look to to be cool, calm, collected. Like in those in those games. I don't. I think that was maybe a close game, but all the more reason why he needs to be in that game. So, but also that that quarterback got a concussion from the headbutt like he got a concussion from that so he was out so for not, 20 something days no, <laughs> yeah. not only
1: did he throw the headbutt yeah. but he was the one yeah. that was left most affected by the headbutt
0: i mean like we shouldn't even laugh please tell me he
1: had at least his helmet on and he wasn't just you know throwing headbutts yeah. around the place without a helmet no
0: he's he didn't do a brian cushion on it like but that
1: oh that god. is an iconic moment it like, is an iconic moment time. But my <laughs> yes. god
0: i know so yeah he threw that so what was unfortunate for the team about it was that um he was suspended for the next game, you know, because of um But he was also, like, had to go into, like, concussion protocol. And they had submitted stuff after saying that um he'd been cleared by his doctor that he didn't have a concussion. But it doesn't matter when you're in the AFI concussion protocol. You, you cannot play, you cannot train. Like, that's purely safety for the reasons that we've discussed. Like, yeah. It's a scary sport. Like, it's a scary sport in terms of, like, what way is your brain going to be? when you're in your 60s like do you know so I would always err on the side of caution as well with that I just think that it's not worth um, doing any damage to yourself for a game when you're in your early 20s like do you know um so yeah that was it so he was unavailable to them for a good few games like and and that's where it's like you just want to increase that professionalism in that in that club because there's no reason why they can't be a highly competitive team even at a, a higher league than the one that they're currently playing in but it's just about like increasing that professionalism and like kind of keeping the, the heads cool like keeping like relaxed cool calm, collected on game day that's my spiel with that's there. your spiel about that